Yeah, we need some more shelves down here for that stuff. Stuff. Things. Yep. Many things. Mm-hmm. Welcome to episode nine of Auto Off Topic. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me as always to help with hosting duties is Brad. Good afternoon, Andrew. So uh, this is going to be the last episode recorded in 2016. Aw, sad face. Which, I mean, we only started in November. Right. So it's the ninth episode. Which is pretty crazy, actually, when you think about it. Yeah, oh, nine weeks. Nine episodes. Yeah, yeah, nine weeks, I guess. So, anyway, we just want to thank you all for listening. Uh, and we're looking forward to 2017 and having some guests on the show. We really appreciate all the positive support from friends and family. And, Absolutely. Yep. Thank yeah. you, wives and fiancés. Yep. I know my parents like to listen. And, parents, and yeah. Yep. We do this because it's really fun, and even if we're screaming into the void, it would still be pretty fun. But it's nice to know people are listening. Absolutely. We did this anyway for the past... 30 something years of our lives so yeah we have a lot for you guys to catch up on i think uh probably the next time we're in the car for like a while going somewhere it's just the two of us we might try to do something in the just car the two of us. <laughs> see if it works <laughs> i don't know it might not work it might sound terrible it's worth a shot a couple of our cars are kind of loud inside some are pretty That's good what happens when you drive 30 year old cars it's true um noise and, vibration and harshness wasn't a word yet or a phrase you yet. know any um well, I've got some New Year's resolutions for Auto Off Topic, and okay. I want to do some more video work, because I only did that one video. 100%, and we didn't do anything with it. W- oh, we did the video with the Crescent. I forgot about that. Uh, what I did the video you're thinking of? I did the video with the Hubs. Oh, which we also never really promoted. No, because it it's early, so... But there is a video, if you want to know how to put auto... Uh, well, swap your auto lock hubs on your first generation... Montero to it's, manual hubs. It's really a pretty universal style swap with yeah. minor modifications yeah. that the instructions would work on most auto to manual swap hubs. Yeah. So came out pretty good. I did voiceover work on it uh, for the audio, but it was really the first yeah, sort it was of a learning, experiment, learning experience with video. So hopefully we It have... is helpful if you're doing an auto hub swap, though. Yeah. I mean, hey, some, yeah. somebody might have gotten help from it. So hopefully you need to tag it better on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, that's a trick, too. The the trick with YouTube is you just have to constantly put stuff out. Yeah. So that when somebody watches one of your videos and it's they see other videos by you yeah, and kind of get it all together. You know, people think that it's not that much work. No, it's a ton of work. It's a and, lot of work. And people that do it all the time. That's why they get paid to do it now because, because it, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And and when you do it well, it, it really shows. So, well, I'm going to keep trying with that. Uh, hopefully we'll... That's the other thing, too, because a lot of times we like to just go work on stuff, and that's the problem. You just want to work on stuff. Right. If you want to make a video about it, it takes it's, more time. it's one thing if you want to just take pictures while you're doing it. That takes, like, nothing. I'll push the phone cameras and everything. Exactly. Really well, easy. yeah, phone ca- camera phones are so good that you can, like, I don't even have to bring my uh, DSR or anything. Right. We can ju- You can just do it with a cell phone, and it's really good. Which, honestly, you can with video to some degree, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of, uh, I watch one. One of those Chris Fix videos before we started tonight. Okay. About drum breaks. Mm-hmm. And I never really watched one of his videos before. It was really, really good. The way it's all set up. on the cell phone? No, it's definitely with like a GoPro oh, okay. and, and stuff like that. But it's first person. And maybe he's wearing like chest harness or something while he's okay. doing it. It's, looks pretty good. Yeah, I I, uh, I should watch that one because I really hate drum breaks and any any I don't help mind is, drum breaks. <laughs> just so many pieces. I've done them so many times now on all it's these just old so cars. just so many pieces. I hate them. That I just gotten used to them and I... They don't bother me anymore, so. It's not that it's impossible to do it. I just hate doing it. Yep. I much rather do uh, discs. So I also want to share some more photos that uh, I've taken and some that you've taken. Brad. Even back catalog of photos because we have, yeah. like, years and years of photos. We could do an article a day for the next, yeah, you definitely. know, a few months and not run out of photos. So. I think there's stuff that I took this year that I didn't even post anywhere. It's the same. Likewise. A lot of car show stuff. Just put it on the hard drive. Rally stuff. Tons of stuff. Yep. So um, we should write... That's definitely a good. Maybe have a you know once or every other week or once a week one of us post a new article up. Well, ideally, there's some stuff we're going to be doing with Gearbox Magazine. I hope. Yes, thank you, Brian. So, well, um, I'm working on Brian with that, and hopefully some other new projects, maybe some new cars. We'll we'll get to it. There's always going to be new cars. Mm-hmm. That's never a thing, never a problem. Well, anyway, since it's the week after Christmas. Uh, I have a Christmas gift for you, Brad. Oh, thank you very and much. I want you to open it on the air because it's going to be a gift for you and all the listeners. Excellent. I can't wait to all see right, it. I'm going to give it to you. All right. 
dead air for a second. So I don't have... I didn't wrap it. It's just in the package that it came. Excellent. It's a flat package. I got it from eBay. Yeah, it came from overseas. It came from France, which is really important. Opening the picture up. It is a Dodge Colt. I can see that. Yep. But it's a Dodge Colt. It's a dealer brochure from a French dealership? Yes. Mitsubishi Porsche dealership. Porsche Mitsubishi. Yeah. Which that one of them very cool. still exists? I, I Google the address. Yeah, but it's not a dealer brochure. That's the cool thing. It's not a dealer brochure. No. It's a coloring book. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. It's a, so it's, it's got a 1980 Dodge Colt coloring book. Yes. But it has a bunch of different, it has like the whole Mitsubishi lineup. Okay, now I'm super excited. I just shook my head in excitement because on page three is a Galant Sigma, which is the four-door version of the Galant Lombada, which is a Sapporo. So, would, so I'm hoping on page four and five there's going to be a Sapporo, and I might just be a little giddy. So what so, I did, and it's completely unused. It's never been colored. Brand's making new. So what I did the other day, because I had time, is I scanned the entire book. Awesome. I have, I have a PDF of the entire book. Amazing. So I want to have an all off topic podcast coloring, coloring contest. Coloring contest. Yes. So we're <laughs> so you can either email us or I will post a link to the Google Drive with these PDFs in it. You Lancer can, Celeste. I set these Plymouth Arrow of the States. Yep. So the book is it's smaller than eight and a half by eleven, but I, when I scan them I set them up gold. So that they're eight and a half by eleven. And so you can print them on eight and a half by eleven paper. And they'll print black and white, and then you can just color I'm them. I'm sorry, there's a Sapporo in here, too, so now I'm really excited. Yeah, that thing is so awesome. It has the whole line of cars. No trucks, all cars. And on the back cover, it has the 1917 Mitsubishi yep. I scanned the entire wagon. thing. It's totally rad. Okay, so that based, a, based on my obscure... Score. This is really cool. I never knew it existed. I never knew it existed either. Uh, based on my knowledge of Mitsubishis, this book is a 79. Yeah. Because it has both the front-wheel drive Colt hatchback and the... Rear wheel drive 79 Lancer Colt, mm-hmm. and it has a first gen Sapporo with chrome bumpers. So, it, so that's cool, it's amazingly cool. Like, I've never been this excited. Googling the coloring book. book, like Mitsubishi coloring book, that one did not come up. A different one comes up that shows like Colt rally cars. More exist. I don't know where to find it. I, I, I messaged the eBay seller, I was like, Where did you get this? Like, this is really super cool and super nice. Like, I left him great feedback because he shipped it super fast, came from France. My wife is going to be so upset because I'm going to print each one of these out and color it and hang it in the living room. And he was like, well, Sorry, you, you can print it with your daughter. Uh, you can color them with your daughter, too. I could. <laughs> okay, fine. I will. Uh, this is amazing. Adult coloring books are a thing. Well, I've never been excited by them. I mean, you see even Walmart, they're usually like motivational or devotional. Yeah, and they're like really Bible intricate. Ones. I mean, this is, is pretty simple. <laughs> it's pretty basic. This is probably what they gave kids at the dealership to keep them busy. It's like instead of a promotional model car like the mm-hmm. American cars did. So the only thing I changed on, you'll see, um, some of these have the car name on the side where it's not supposed to be. Right. I took those in Photoshop and I moved them down to the corner. So they're, <laughs> it's the pet peeve. Yeah, I'm sure that there is like a, a copyright law is gone now, so it's okay to. I don't really care. Yeah, we're not selling it, so I guess it's all right. Not selling it, just yeah. giving it away. I I don't know if another one of these exists anywhere that's unused. Yeah, I'm not going to color this because this is awesome. It came from Michelin Con- Concessionaire Exclusive Porsche Mitsubishi mm-hmm. in Vichy, France. Is that, the, is that that means Vichy? V-S- I, I don't know, know what it's even. 12th Avenue, Victoria, 03205, Vichy. Yeah, I don't know how Europe, European addresses are hard to read sometimes. Yeah, especially if you understand where they there. are. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google this guy, this dealership. And see if it's well, I Googled that address. That one doesn't exist. But okay. I Googled the name, and the Porsche dealership comes up as a... It's still a Porsche Mitsubishi? Still a, no, it's still a Porsche dealer. Okay. Obviously. That's a weird combination. It's a weird combination, but maybe not at the time, because Porsches weren't that expensive of a car... Well, they're certainly, the they certainly they the late seventies. Absolutely, really? they were. Well, I mean, c- compared to now, they're not. But if you go for inflation, they were. It was a hell of a lot more for a nine eleven than it was for a Colt. Well, I guess you had the you had the Porsches, and then you had the 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 Mitsubishis for the poor's. <laughs> I don't know. It's awesome because Mitsubishis and Porsches are two of my favorite cars of all time. So the fact that they shared a dealer yeah. that I didn't even know about is amazing. Yeah. So I, like I said, I scanned that entire thing, so you don't have to color that one. This is going right on my shelf of Mitsubishi swag that I have with the mm-hmm. Mitsubishi notebook. And I'll keep the keep an eye out on eBay for the other one. And now that I know it exists, this is now a search you term. Mitsubishi yeah, coloring well, book. Yeah, that and it was the search term I used was just Mitsubishi book. 
Because that was the night right. that I sent you that link to that weird... The Rally Car book? No, the book about eclipses. Where it was oh, yeah, written about yeah, yeah, a, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. fourth gen eclipse. It's this yeah, weird it, But it was like a, like a non... Like a, like a fiction story. Yeah. Like, it was like a romance novel based around a fourth gen Mitsu eclipse. Yeah, so strange. That yeah, was very bizarre. Which we did not buy that one. No. Yeah, because that was the other thing I found was the... Uh, I was looking for the Rally Car books, and I have the Gallant VR4 Rally Car book. Hobby Link Japan does those books. Which isn't... They're cheaper on, Amazon, on eBay, though. More than likely, yeah. But it was... I'm looking at one of the... Uh, there's a there's a Piero one, which is a Montero one, but it's like engineering to beginning. I mean, you can't... Re- I can't read them because they're all in Japanese. Right. But the they have like full-color photographs that are it's really pretty, pretty. pretty to look at. Yeah. And, and I, let's be honest, Andrew. We only really read books to look at pictures anyway. <laughs> and then I always forget that when you get a book from Japan, it opens in the reverse. Like I hadn't had like one Like a manga once. comic? Yeah. Um, well, it's just because of the way the language reads, but... Yeah. Well, I did get you a Christmas gift. Uh, I did yep. not bring it with me. Uh, I'll just tell you what it is. I ordered some auto off topic t shirts so you can oh. represent the 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 logo at car shows or wherever you oh, go neat. in the future. Open so we'll another. have some auto off topic car to auto off topic t shirts, hopefully within the next week or so. Just opening up forgot to talk about what we're drinking or what I'm drinking. Brad's got a cup of coffee. I do. I've got uh, a notch which is a local, right, in Salem Mass. Is notch in Salem or Lynn? Nope, Salem. Oh wow. So they, they actually put oh, it in cans uh, Bentwater now. is in Salem. Bentwater is in Lynn. I, I mean Lynn, yeah. Yep. So it's American Session Beer. Uh, it's called Left of the Dial. And it's an IPA, which surprisingly I don't usually like IPAs, but it's very light. And it's also correlated because Left of the Dial yes, is it's, an old-school two-knob radio. Yes, it shows a very old picture of a two-knob radio. Almost looks radio. like a Porsche Becker. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. cool. So that's what I've got tonight. Excellent. Uh, I'll have to try it. I, you know, it's it's harder for me to drink at the podcast because I do come to the podcast yeah. and I have to drive home afterwards. So it is a light. It's a session beer, low alcohol. Still, responsibility is key. That's true. Uh, corrections and omissions. So we totally, completely forgot. Probably because I haven't watched the movie in its entirety in a while. Right. The Dodge Omni pizza delivery car, Home Alone from Home Alone. Yeah. That the the fucking running gag is that he hits the jockey. Yeah, every on time. the ice yeah. every time. <laughs> Completely forgot about that. So, which is important because it's an Omni, and yeah. it's a Chrysler K car, which is very different from my Mitsubishi-based Dodge Colt, but existed at the same time. It looks and it's in the a same lot. category, and they look very similar. Yeah. And to be honest, I really like the old K car hatchbacks because they're kind of cool-looking little cars, and they made rally cars in Europe right. out of them. So, right. rear-wheel drive and front-wheel drive. You get a Dodge Omni that was a real drive? It wasn't a Dodge Omni. It was a Talbo or Tal- Talbot. Talbo. Oh, right. So Sunbeam. the British. Yeah. And they had rear-wheel drive ones with, like, twin cams and so that was short the, wheelbase. And... So that was the other side of the badge engineering. You'd bring a British car over and put a Chrysler badge on it. I don't know where it, where it came first. I think the front-wheel drive one was engineered here in America. Okay. And the rear-wheel drive one was engineered over in, over. It might even be German, not... But I don't know. I, 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 again, here we got creating corrections for there ourselves. We've got to look it up now. But I, I know they're cool looking. I know they're rear-wheel drive, and they were successful rally cars. And they competed with the likes of the Mark One, Mark II Escorts and the Mitsubishi Lancer Colts and all that stuff. So okay. We'll look it up. All right. We'll check it out. Very cool cars. Let's put that down for next time. Uh, project car updates. couple, actually. We, we were actually today. were. <laughs> yeah, we've been together for more than just the podcast today. So you met me at. Uh, my dad's house, yep. my parents' house, because they have a nice heated garage that we they, he's leech nice, off of. He's nice enough to let us use. Yes, you use. And we, you did, what did you do today? Um, the wife's sob needed breaks. Uh, so I did a temporary pad slap to get us through the winter, and then I'm going to do a full break job in the springtime. I don't recommend doing a pad slap if you can't really do it, if your brakes are as worn as ours were, but... Budgetary constraints week after Christmas. Uh, we just did a quick pad slap to get us for the season. And I'll make sure that I, to, I noticed that I needed to do uh, axle boots are torn. And there's a couple of little things need to be done when I get in there again. So hopefully I'll get a couple of months out of these and I'll, I'll do a nice break job. So front wheel drive car maintenance. Yeah, typical stuff. Basically everything I need seems to always need. Everything I have seems to always need CV boots. I don't understand why they rip so often. I don't know, is it the salt or what it is, but they always rip. I know my, my brown Colt needs them, too. It's annoying. Yeah. And they're not that old. No. So I'm, I'm starting to do just 
It used to be you just swap the axle because it was cheaper and easier, but now yeah. it's just getting annoying. I've just been buying boots, like yeah. Beccarnley boots. Because the car doesn't even make any noise. It's like it needs. No, we usually discover them like pretty quickly. Because we're really anal maintenance under the car a lot. I know. Whenever, I, part of whenever it. I get it up for oil change, I always take the flashlight and just kind of look it around. Yeah. and and uh, Which is all per the rule for driving an old car every day. Yeah. You have to make sure everything's in running order. And, and Staying on top of it is the only reason to make sure you don't mm-hmm. break down, especially in New England in the winter when it's 20 degrees out. That's right. And it's the wife's car, and I don't want to get that phone call. Mm-hmm. So Because I don't want her to break down, not because I don't want to get the phone call. But while you were doing the brakes, uh, we had moved the Raider into the garage. We did. Put it on dollies. and Because uh, it's not running. So I was able to spend some time, and I broke it all down. I got the header off. Well, exhaust manifold. Exhaust yeah. manifold. It's cast manifold. It looks I, like a header. I, yeah, I started with that because it was the that thing's heavy as hell. I took that off and then um, drained the coolant, did all the thing because we needed to take the head off. Right, because it was there was the overheating problem we talked about in a previous podcast, which I did repair with a new radiator, mm-hmm. and then tried to run it and it wasn't running very well. Couldn't keep it running, did a compression test. The compression was woefully under where it should be on three out of four cylinders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not consistent either. It dropped, like, as we went, you know, one, two, three, four. It dropped from, like, 75, which is already low, to, like, 25 by the time we got to the cylinder number well, four. Well, it had a couple issues before it even overheated. So the valves kept breaking valve kept breaking parts. a rocker on the number three cylinder mm-hmm. on the intake side. Which is side. really weird. Bizarre. And then eventually... So somebody had put a head on this because it probably overheated before. More than likely. And it had plastic. Which is why it had the aftermarket radiator. It had an aftermarket plastic end tanked radiator. And these trucks usually come with, are supposed to come with brass radiators. Full brass radiators, yep. So you put the used brass radiator in it. It was running okay. But then it overheated again. No. It overheated when the plastic end cap radiator broke. Right. So. Okay. Yes. Then it wouldn't run again because I limped it home. Right. After it overheated and tried to like just drive a few miles, shut it off, drive a few miles, shut it off. I probably shouldn't have done that, but I was already having problems with the head anyway, and I was just annoyed and frustrated. So it was two unrelated problems, and now... Which are not being repaired with the same now repair. It's, yeah, it just needs a whole head. Yeah. Because we took the head off. Uh, after I drained all the coolant and everything, you would just basically finish with the brakes. You did the valve train because you'd done it like a million times already, swapped it. Oh, yeah, I can swap a valve train and a G54B in like 30 minutes. So <laughs> I had you just do that. Uh, pop that thing off. Head came right off. It did come right Some off. Some of the studs weren't even that tight. so Which isn't us because we never had the head off before. No. Took it off and uh, just initial checks. Head's totally warped. Completely warped. The straight edge. You put the straight edge on it, you could see under the middle of it. And then the number two cylinder... Uh, We've got some pictures on Instagram. It's yeah, it melted a valve. The, you melted the exhaust valve. Yeah. So typically, if you're going to uh, melt a, a valve, it's going to be the exhaust side. Yeah, the hot side. Because, the, yeah, there's no cooling effect from the fuel coming in. Right. So that melted, no compression. And you can see where those two cylinders were kind of beating into the valve seat. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were coming. I was thinking about this earlier. Maybe they were just. If they were too high. They're going too high. And they're making and they're, the valve hit. The rocker hit the bottom of the valve cover, yeah. which was eventually causing the rocker to fatigue and snap. And if you look in the bottom of the valve cover, you can see the indentation from where the top yeah, of the lash two, adjuster was. So yeah. that's probably what was happening. I don't know why so they were beating improperly built, improperly seated valves. In the get-go. Maybe something. they didn't have the right hardened valve seats. You know, usually you put usually there's hardened valve seats in a head, if, in an aluminum if, head. If you're looking to replace a cylinder head, yeah. On one of those G54B Mitsubishis, and you go on eBay, there's two options for aftermarket parts. There's one that's garbage, and there's one that's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what one that was. Um, what I'm guessing is he bought the cheaper garbage one. Considering the truck already has a Chinese Weber, has a Chinese knockoff. Weber knockoff carb, yeah. So he probably had the Chinese knockoff, you know, Alibaba.com cylinder head, um, which obviously was the cause of all of my problems before the overheating, which was unrelated. Obviously, mm-hmm. that was just the. Again, the cheap aftermarket radiator that was in there. But it was definitely a changed head at some point because the truck should have had jet valves, which is the third. Um, which What were jet valves? For they those? were the intake valve for emissions. It's like a swirl valve in the sil- in the middle of the combustion chamber. Uh, and it just it, it leaned out the mixture in the combustion chamber to clean up the emissions in the car. Mm. It did not have the jet valve head on it. So it, 
a lot of times people blank them out, and there's like a, a bolt that goes in place of the valve itself. Yeah. But the head on this truck didn't even have the provision for the jet valve, so it had been changed at one point already. Yeah. Um, and as a, there are a few manufactured with, there are a few of this engine manufactured without jet valves, mm-hmm. not in, not in the Raider Montero. Mm-hmm of the cars, but more than likely it was a cheap knockoff off of eBay, and that's where all my problems came from. So, two options now. I know of a head that is a used head, which is $50. Mm-hmm. Uh, mutual friend of ours on Facebook on the Montero Group has it. Yeah. He's a... He, he runs... Or he used to run the Montero Graveyard <laughs> um, <laughs> out in California. He swears it's good. I can spend 50 bucks on that, plus shipping from California, and hope for the best. Or I can spend between three and 400 uh, and get a clear water cylinder head, which is out of Florida, which is a brand new casting, um, but they're the good aftermarket one. So the price is four times as much, but it's a brand new part. So I'm not sure which way I'm going to go yet. It all depends on finances. Yeah. So we shall see. But it does. It does need a head. Pistons look okay. Piston walls look okay. We're going to clean them up. Nothing major. We're not going to hone it out or anything. It didn't seem to have any, a lot of blow-by anyways. There's no blow-by. There's no ridges inside the cylinders. I think it's fine. I mean, it's just a little bit of scoring, which no... could have, it could have been from God knows what many times the motor's been apart, too. So. There's no valve contact? Nope. No, the tops of the pistons are clean. Nope. It didn't there was a little time. bit of like crystallized coolant in there, probably from the head gasket being of yeah. the head being warped, but yeah, the pressure was just nothing. Shot. Yeah, nothing to cause too much concern over. So that's a good thing. I mean, it doesn't need a motor. So yeah, so you just got to get a full. Do you already buy an engine gasket kit? Upper engine gasket kit. Uh, I had the local Napa order me one, and then I forgot to pick it up. So it's probably oh, not there anymore, okay. and they probably hate me because I didn't pick it up. Yeah, but well, it was like forty dollars. I'll go pick it up. Go back there and yeah. get it. Yeah, because I mean, once you once you have it, it's not that hard to put it back on. That that's the one thing. I mean, this, this truck is like all open in the engine bay. Mm-hmm. It's a little tiny four cylinder in the same space that yours has a V six, mm-hmm. and it's it's rear wheel drive, so it was easy. Like, yep. And I was actually I was actually surprised at how easily the head or the manifold came off the head and off the exhaust. It hasn't been on there that long either, probably. No, no. I mean, I sprayed it with some power lube stuff, but. But again, these trucks, as we've found in other ways, are designed to be maintained, you know, in the desert. <laughs> so they're not they're not really difficult to work no, on. I, I mean, was totally it was maybe two and a half, three hours the whole process from I, yeah. beginning to end. Yeah, you're I, working by I, yourself on a lot of it because I was doing the brakes and the other. Uh, I was working slow too. I wasn't in a rush. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, if you're if you're, if you're moving, a flat rate, yeah. if you're moving a lot faster, <laughs> you get it done. But I was just kind of cruising, like whatever, yeah, taking my time, chit chatting, listening to your dad's serious '70s '60s radio. No, I had it on... Uh, oh, that's right, First Wave. No, I changed... Well, I listened to First Wave for a little while at the end, but before I had... I had a classic rewind. Yeah, so 70s rock, 70s yeah, music. Yeah, no, I like that. No, that's cool. But whatever. Anyway. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that was a good project car up Yeah, this week. That, that was good. Uh, I did... I got those emails from Rock Auto where they have closeout parts, and because they, they keep track of what cars you have, and they yep. send you emails on the parts that yep. are going out of stock or whatever they're closeout. Well, they're old, your old cars they don't care about anymore. Yeah. So we have brake rotors for 11 cents. Yeah. Like $15 a ship. Yeah. The shipping is always crazy. Yeah. That's how they make it. That's what money. kills me on Rock Auto is the shipping. Because the they had on closeout uh, those Fram like air hog filters, whatever they are, the orange ones. Yeah, the orange ones. I don't know how much they are regularly, but they were like $2.50 for the Montero. That's cheaper than a paper filter. Exactly. So yeah. I bought two, and it was like $8 of shipping. So it was like $14. For two filters. For two air filters. I was like, hmm, if I went to the store, I'd pay like 10 to 20 bucks for a regular say, filter. I would be $14 for a pure later piece of crap paper filter. Yeah, so I swapped out the air filter in the Montero because it was kind of overdue. I forgot about it. It wasn't even that dirty, but... Mostly because I was I was the lead truck when we were up in Maine. It was all dusty. Yeah, Jordan's truck was a mess, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I think he changed it the next day. He did. That that week after. Anyway, uh, so I changed that. And then the under the grab handle to open the hatch or the, the fifth door, whatever you want to call it, the barn door on a Montero, is yeah. the two license plate lights. And mine were kind of finicky. It was because one of the grounds was bad, but they're all rusty. Yeah, the like, handle's all twisted and weird looking. Yeah, and I was like, fuck that. So I... Went on eBay again, uh, and I found I was looking for little LED lights to go in those pockets, like where, where the bulbs were. Where the bulbs were, till I was going to wire them in and mount them up. And instead, I found these ones. This license plate 
LED thing that bolts to where the license plate bolts are. Can I give my review of this part? Because I was behind you in traffic on the way home. Is it too bright? It's very bright. Yeah. Um, So I put tape over like part of it? Yes. Okay. What what it does is, I'm not going to say it blinds me. It obscures your license plate. It's so bright you can't read the plate. <laughs> it has to be visible from 60 feet. It's not visible from 60 feet. When you're right on top of it, you can read it. But when you're one car length behind, like there's a Jeep in between us on the way leaving your, par- your father's house. Yeah. And I could not read your plate. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just it's so bright. You can't read your plate. I mean, it, legality-wise, hey, there's a license plate it's light there. better than no light. It's better than no light. And it's probably not because my headlights would have reflected your plate better than... It, it just it just washes the plate out completely. I've been running around with no lights, and I've I've definitely been pulled over before for having not having a light. Yeah, well, I remember in Maine, uh, New Hampshire, near your your camp in, in Molten Bar. Well, that's because the, the Mirage one would <laughs> fall back into the bumper. Like this would have been a good for the Mirage one because the mount was totally rotted away. Rotted away, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, I think if you put some black tape or something over the front of it, or maybe you just spray the whole thing with like a black tint. It will maybe tone it down a little bit, and it will work because it's it's just too bright. It's like fifteen LEDs in a strip. I know, so it's super bright. I don't know, it looked alright during the day because that was when I saw it. Yeah, well, I, I was behind you in traffic, and you could not read the plate, mm, which is of, yeah, maybe an advantage. I don't know. Maybe I, you could rob it back now. I think it's better. It was a silver nineteen ninety Montero, but I didn't get the plate. Who could it have been? <laughs> I think it was better. I think it's better than no light. Even I'm though, not sure. Even though it covers part of the mask, now it draws attention to you though. Yeah. Whatever. Either way, we'll, we'll we'll figure a way to tone it down. I bought two because they were ten dollars for two. Yeah, because I figured I'd save it for some other car. I might need them. One of these yeah, my Montero might boxes need one. might need one. So, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so that's all I did to those cars. Uh, anyway, how about scale project updates? I have not done much. You haven't done anything. Yeah, I haven't touched that Fujimi Evo. Christmas made things busy. Mm-hmm. I meant to get to it this week, and I, I didn't get to it. I built a I, I built some a couple of Lego things with you know my cousin and my daughter, but no no car models. No car models, just regular Legos. Just regular Legos, yeah, Batman things. And... See, I hadn't built a Lego set in forever because you don't have kids. Nope. <laughs> so I asked for uh, my mom was like, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I was like, "This Lego Caterham kit." Right, which is amazingly awesome. And she was like, okay. Because, I don't know, what does your mom get you when you're a third-year-old person? For socks, socks and underwear. <laughs> yeah, so this thing was really cool. It's not even anymore. So, <laughs> so I, haven't, I haven't built a kit, uh, Lego set. I keep calling them kits, but I guess they're like a set. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't built one. Lego toy. Since pff, probably like 12 or something. Right. And they were kind of cool back then, but that was before all they... It was before they got like the licensing stuff. Yeah, it was always like a there was an F one car, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like Ferrari or a Mercedes. It was just F one. Like yeah, because it was like there was a while there. If you go on Netflix, or no, if you go on Amazon, there okay. was a pretty good documentary about the Lego company. Oh, really? And how at a certain point, like towards the late nineties, early two thousands, like they were going to go out of business. Oh, wow. they just weren't. Their kits had all these weird, crazy, unique parts, and they were just costing a ton of money for them to make. And nobody well, plus, was buying I, them. I know they have like a rule where they redo the molds every so many runs of some, of the part, so it doesn't get like flashing and worn out. Well, the whole point of Lego is that they fit together with just the right amount of friction, so they right. stick together, but you still pull them apart, and it's consistent. They always it's work. Always well. consistent. And if you ever built a non Lego Lego mm-hmm. style kit, they're always a pain. Ugh, yeah. I hate those. <laughs> Which so, is one of the ones I So anyway, when they again. finally started coming out with that licensing stuff, that was when they started taking off again. And then they created these, the Lego, like, builder series or ideas. That's what it is, ideas. Right. Where people who were into Legos, so now they were into Legos when they're, you know, when you're a kid in, like, the 80s and 90s. Now you're an adult, but you're still into Legos. So you're, but you're really good at designing Lego kits. So it's all different ones. And this was, the Caterham is one of those. So a fan built the car from existing Lego parts. And, and then he pitched it. He submitted the idea on the website. It got enough votes. So then Lego accepted it. They must have worked out all the licensing. And then they they re-engineer it to sort of fit within their standards. And their budget, I'm sure. Yeah, and their right. budget of making stuff. So it's kind of, it's super cool kit. It took me, it was like 200 and almost 300 pieces. I thought it was more than that. No, and it, it took me about three hours to build it. And the instructions were really good. It's I thought it was like 800 pieces or something. No. 
No. Whatever it is, it's one less piece than what I got. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the only Lego kit I've ever built that was actually missing a piece. No, but was it missing a piece, or did your dog eat it? No. He didn't eat it. He wasn't upstairs with me. Oh, okay. And I don't remember... Um, I don't remember them having so many extra small pieces. They all come with extra small pieces. I don't remember them pieces. being like that. Any, yeah. Like, you never used to end up with that many. Oh, small I think a lot of that is due to the fact that Legos are designed for children, and children lose a lot of things. So yeah. they always come with small parts. But, it, I mean, it's it's a really cool kit. It starts, you know, you sort of build it up from the frame, basically. It starts with those Technica pieces with the holes in them. That's what I call them. And you basically build the backbone yeah, because of the when car. we were building as a kid, the, holes, yeah. the snappy it, like that I mean, work, it, It's super solid because the, the damn thing is like five pounds. Because like Lego bricks yeah, are not light. It's it's probably weighs as much as an actual Caterham. Uh, I'm looking at the picture of the box that you yeah. posted. Yeah. It has 771 pieces. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I knew it had a lot more than that. All right. Well, <laughs> good on me. It took three hours. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it's a lot of pieces. I, I knew it was a lot of pieces because I remember I was building a kit. Over Christmas with my cousin, and it was like 401 pieces. And you posted that when I was building it, and I was like, "Oh, ours is 401. This is 700 and something pieces. That's a lot more pieces." So. Yeah, it all explains why it's so damn heavy. <laughs> I know it's super dense, but it's really cool how they used a lot of basically. I mean, I recognized a lot of the brick pieces from many, many years ago. All right, and there's some there's some newer ones like the curved pieces. No, they had those back when we were kids too. Over the ar- yeah, these look at archway on like yeah. a building. Yeah, it's interesting how they use them all. Yeah. But there's some the slimmer ones like the the tail of that uh, fender, the over fender, is kind of like a thin narrow piece. I've never seen it before. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure they were a part of something. In I remember all the grill ones, like those are those would always be all the, the same. Yeah. All the same as the front of my car. Yeah, that that pivots. I just broke the nose of the car. I'm no, no, it pivots. It. It's 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 on one of the uh, pivoting pieces. Oh, just to make it look scale. To make it look scale. Yeah. Yeah, they did a really cool job. It actually, I mean, it, it really works the shape of the Caterham. I mean, they use. It's interesting because it's it's got that V body to it, but it uses the old Lego hinges to like achieve that. Spread the pieces at an angle. Mm-hmm. And then it uses. You've got to use like a combination of the smooth pieces and like. I don't know. It's just really, really neat. But the yeah, the one piece that was missing is the piece that's the seat. What's well, the like, like? What would be the seat cushion that you sit on? So at least it's the last part you can put in the car if you yeah, had to. It's so. like a three by two, like smooth. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's what that's called. But I don't. They have the Lego like hotline. I could call them. Yeah, the the mirror, the piece that's holding in the mirror is like a ray gun or something. If you look at it. Yeah. Well, I know you pointed out to me earlier. Yeah, the exhaust manifolds are yeah. like the six shooters from like the Wild West sets. Yeah, the ones the little Lego guys held. Yeah, and they in the. It's really cool looking, actually. Like one of the like hose pieces is like the Indiana Jones whip or something. Oh yeah, I can see where it's clipped in. and It has like a leather grip on it. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, and then it's cool because it has all the like the striped parts. Where are all like? Remember, you used to have to put stickers on your Lego kits. Yeah, yeah. No, you never do this anymore. They're all well, like... some of, some of the Lego kits. Still oh, really? Yeah. These, these are all like lithographed. I built a uh, a Batman. Even the special smooth piece that says Ketterham and really yeah. small. And the license plate. Yeah, right, oh, right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I built a um, Harlequin and Batman motorcycle combat set this weekend with ah. Maria, and uh, that had stickers to put on in the end. But no, it's a pretty cool kit. It's got little pin jacks, or whatever jack stands. You can you can stand it up and take the wheels off if you want. Oh, it even has. It's kind of hard to see. Can you see the brake rotors are in there? Uh, I it can't. Has, it's all put together here now. Has drilled and slotted rotors. If you catch oh, some I, light in there, yeah, I can see it's like a sticker. Yeah, That's those really were cool. yeah, those were all pre-made. They went right on the the uh, the axle. But Very if cool. you flip it over, you can see the how the backbone's set up. Oh, the the chassis of the car itself. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's super sturdy. These the whole back was all like locked together with extra pins. Well, I know they have a few different car like licensed car sets. They have the Beetle, the Volkswagen yeah. Bus. They have the Ferrari F40. Oh, the Mini. They have the Mini Cooper. Um, and I've always wanted to build one, but I've never been able to justify the hundred dollars for a Lego set. No, so I never have. This one no. here is a little bit less. I think it's like sixty or seventy bucks, but yeah, it's still pretty cool. It's, I might have to build it myself. It's really neat. It's it'll look good on the shelf. Yeah, it's it's almost scale. It's nice. Like it's very, it has it's very, a, it's very it has well a, proportioned. It has a good scale to it, yeah, definitely. Probably like a one twelfth ish. Mm-hmm. So I think I may have talked about it on the last podcast or one of the last ones. I ordered the Aoshima uh, Evo Ten kit. It's a new the one, pre-painted one. It's a pre-painted one of the final edition Evo, right? Or the Japanese one, and I got it today. 
Uh, it was kind of funny. It was good that I was home because I had to sign for it. But it came from uh, Hobby Shirt, Hobby Search, Japan. Is it just Hobby? Sh- I think it's just That's Hobby it's Search. Like Co nineteen Yeah, they have the coolest <laughs> like uh, web address. It's like nineteen ninety nine dot jp forward slash English okay. eng. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how you get to the English site. Because they they have really good prices on, on. They have really good they good sales too. Yeah. And this was a so I got the. They email. also have a warehouse system where yeah. if you order some stuff and sometimes not in stock, they'll hold your order until stuff comes in stock and ship oh, in one box too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I I usually I get stuff from them more often than HLJ. They have more better they have better stock than HLJ yeah. does. That's the problem. HLJ is Hobbylink Japan HLJ dot yep. com mm-hmm. was also a good source for getting things from Japan. So a lot of things I, you know, I'm part on their email list and I get their emails and yeah, this, once a week. The, this was on the email list and it says pre order so they I sucked you in so I pre ordered it and then they're like oh it's ready to be you know purchased so you you just pay with PayPal and then I mean it showed up amazingly fast considering it came from Japan yeah stuff from Japan does come pretty quick I've noticed well they recommend they don't recommend the sea shipping they recommend whatever the shipping is SAL. Yes, yeah, SAL. Yeah. So it's surface, surface airland air or something. Land, yeah, just whatever they have next. Yeah, so it's it's reasonably priced and yep. it shows up a lot quicker. I got a set of wheels from Japan, like actual car wheels, not model car wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, they were small wheels, but they came in two boxes. I ordered them. It was cheap. They were like used set of is wheels it from like, like Bai or something. I bought them from from Bai, which is a, a third party that will buy stuff from Yahoo Japan. Because yes. as a non-Japanese resident, yeah, you, you can't can. buy things from Yahoo Japan. They have, so they have third-party companies that will buy for you, ship it to their warehouse, and then ship it from their warehouse to which you. Which is a good thing to know. Yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't cost as much as you would think it would either. Cause, no. You know, the the, the really wheels, reasonable. used wheels in Japan are not a ton of money. I bought the set of wheels, which are a really rare set of wheels. It cost me $300 for a set of wheels. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was including the shipping, the in-Japan shipping from seller to the warehouse and shipping from Japan to here, it was like $200. So I've been to this set of wheels for $500, and they shipped in two days from Japan. It was I, they, I arrived at my door, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, that's pretty good. I don't even need these yet. <laughs> so anyway, I got this kit. Uh, showed up at my door today, and uh, I'm going to build it tomorrow. So it's still... It's the standard Aoshima glue kit. However, correct. everything in it has been pre-painted and pre-detailed. So you just build it. I'm just going to build it. Yeah. I might add some shadowing, maybe a little weathering. Yeah. But that's it. I'm just going to put it together and it'll be it'll should feel pretty good cuz to complete a model. Yeah, <laughs> and it's avoiding all of the hard stuff like you don't have to paint the body, you don't right. have to paint the trim. And as long as you don't try to pass it off like you painted it in a model car contest, yeah. which no. somebody I'm sure will. Yeah. And it was only like 35 bucks, like shipped. Yeah, so good. At all from Japan in two days. So good. Can't beat but, that. So, anyway, that's what I got going on. Excellent. Didn't you get some, you got a die cast for Christmas? Couple? I got two die casts for Christmas. One for my wife, uh, 143rd scale HPI, which makes really nice, like, handmade, like, die casts. Yeah. Um, this was a... So I think, I think those are resin, aren't they? Some of them are, some of them aren't. I'm not sure what this is. I haven't taken them out of the plastic case yet to really play with it too much or t- t- touch it too much. Um, but it's the 1983 Paris, the Dakar-winning Mitsubishi Pajero. Of course. Well, Would you expect anything less? Of course not. Uh, it's really well detailed, really cool. I'll put a picture of it up on the site. HGI actually. stuff's really nice. I have really a couple nice of them. Stuff. Yeah, I have a couple. There's other Mitsubishis, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and my father got me from somehow a friend of his who collects diecasts and promos Came across a deal on some 112th, which is obviously a really big scale, um, Jaguar XJ220, done up in really period, like early 90s style with color match BBS wheels and big XJ220 done aside. Very cool. Uh, my style, my, it's my, my Isto diecast. Uh, mm-hmm. like 112 scale, it's huge. I don't know even where to put it, but I'll find out. Oh, it's 112 it. scale. It's huge. Oh. That's why I showed you. The, why I showed you a picture of it, like size comparison next to I it. I was one twenty fourth next to it. A one eighteenth. No, I was a one eighteenth next to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's really, really big. The thing is giant. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, I don't even know what I'm going to do with it because it's one twelve scale. That's why it was so detailed. The it had the seat belts in yeah, it. Yeah, it has like like the elasticy seat belts and carpet and. It's such a '90s car too. The XJ220. Yeah. And it's bright yellow and bright it's yellow color match. Color match BBS wheels. And what's that graphic color on the side? It says XJ220 down the side. Oh, it looks like a it looks like a Death Star like meatball <laughs> on the side. <laughs> well, it's got a big silver meatball in the front of it. Weird. Like where the number would go, but there's no number in it. I I think, and, and I'm going to look into it, but I think that there was like an XJ220 race car series. 
that never really took off. But I Maybe. think it was like the paint job they all had. It was like a car that was supposed to be more than what it ended up being. It just kind of yeah, kind of petered off. Yeah, because I remember seeing you see them. They they have nice proportions in person. They're a pretty saw, car. Yeah, I saw one at the Peterson in the vault. It was, was cool. the blue one. It was the blue yeah. one. That when okay. I was there the first time I went there, it was on display mm-hmm. next to a Bugatti EB110, which is another oddball early '90s supercar. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, that was the only diecast I got. Nothing. Uh, no, no model kits, no other scale project cars. Just those two diecasts, which yeah. I'm very happy with because that that HPI car I've wanted for a long time. It's a cool. I yeah, I saw it when it was cheap, like it was on sale somewhere. I should have grabbed one, but I'll yeah, keep an I, eye out I, for I it. I saw it on sale and I sent it to my wife. I was like, "This is one for Christmas. Nothing yeah. else. I'm fine. Nothing else." Yeah, I'll have to pick that one up. Uh, I guess we'll do. Let's do listener questions. Oh, what about this uh, thing up here? What do we got going on here? Oh, that was the uh, coloring contest. Oh, excellent. All right, cool. Um, so we're about 40 minutes. Let's do listener questions. Yeah, we got a few of them. There are a few from the same person, which is fine. Yeah, we're totally okay with that. No, okay. So, Jeremy Nutt. We also didn't put the we didn't put it up early enough. We got to put it up a day yeah, before to get good it, questions. Yeah, I put it up at like noontime. Yeah. Kind of forgot. Sorry. Well, thank you, Jeremy Nutt, for coming through with three questions for us this weekend. Like multiple questions. Yeah. Of, Three so, good questions. Yeah, three really good questions. So Jeremy's first question is, what is an automotive-related skill that you don't currently have but intend to improve upon in 2017? Okay, you go first. Uh, I'd like to learn more about welding. That would be my Whether answer. Whether I take a class or if we just... Practical. Just use a welder. Um, I took a class last year. Yeah. Um, the basic principle of it is not hard. Yeah. Um, what is hard is getting the rhythm down, depending on what kind of welding you're doing, uh, and how thick the metal is and all that stuff. Um, I would like to do a lot more practicing as well. I'd like to get a lot better at that myself. I can weld. If I needed to weld to save my life, I could. If I needed to weld to make a living, I couldn't. It seems like, uh, a lot of it is just practice. Yeah. Yeah. It's practice and feel. Because every time you do it, it's going to be a little different because every piece of metal you're welding, you know, every time you're doing a project, the thickness of the metal is going to be different. The temperature is going to be different. The welding material you're using is going to be different. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's so many variables that it's just it's one of those things you just get to do and do and do and Maybe do. Maybe we should ask Jeremy because I know he's good at welding. He's very good at welding. Uh, one thing that I'd like to get better at this year myself is um, marketing and selling things because I have some pretty badass cars I've been trying to sell and nobody's buying. I think it's the time of year, but well, still, I need to learn marketing a little bit better and get better at that. I mean, it's not really that. an automotive skill, but it's a skill set that I'm going to need for the future. We'll work on that. Yeah, I know. I had to learn, you know, the the whole the 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 new Facebook logarithms and everything too. Where whenever you have a company now, they're totally changing gets, stuff. Everything gets they want, buddy, muddled behind. They want me to pay for everything. They want you to pay for everything, which I understand to a degree. I mean, every other medium you pay for. Yeah, you can. I mean, there's ways to do it organically. It's just a lot harder now. Yeah, a lot harder than it used to be. Yeah. Uh, so Jeremy's other question. He's got multiple. It's a multiple part question. Uh, so the first part is, how does a person get started in the most entry level of rally racing? And I was going to say, start with your local SCCA rallycross. That is the most entry level. That is the most entry it requires level. requires literally no prep. With a completely stock car, uh, be prepared that it will get beat up. Cause not bad. But... Not bad, but the rock sur- the dirt rock surface, it's not as easy on your car as autocross as right. far as like the paint finish. Right. Um. A lot of times uh, you can show up and do a snow one if you're in that type of climate. And those are pretty easy. Pretty easy on the car. We did one, one in my daily driver once. You can. The best thing to put on your car is snow tires. Yep. Cheap snow tires. Cheap snow tires. Firestone Winter Force. Yep. Use set of Blizzax. Whatever Start you can get your hands in on. in the stock class. There's yep. like a bunch of stock classes. And then if you want to progress in Rallycross. Well, the good thing about going to Rallycross is yeah. you're going to meet a lot of people who do multiple forms of rally. Exactly. And you're going to meet people who do stage rally, and you're going to meet people who do um, rally sprints, and mm-hmm. you're going to meet people who do like the GRC-style Rallycross. And you're, you're going to meet all these people that are into rally, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, hey, you, know, you say, hey, I want to do more and more rally stuff. And you can just say, hey, I want to come along and watch. Can I come you know, help you guys set the car up on the day of the rally? And You'll get sucked Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's the cult of rally. You'll get sucked Yeah, in. next thing you know, half your Facebook friends will be other rally people. Yeah. 
So just how it works. Yep. So you basically start with your stock car. If you like it and you want to do modification to your car, grab the rule book. You modify it to the rule book. Yeah, make sure you don't do something that puts you into a Yeah, you don't want to uh, don't outclass yourself. Yeah, you don't want to suddenly go from stock to modified all-wheel drive because yeah. you'll be against cars that are like totally stripped out. Full-on rally cars. Full-on rally cars. Yeah. Full-on stage rally cars. Yeah. Which they might even be the exhibition class, but Honestly, it's been a while we, since I've done it. We ran a in a stock front-wheel drive class for multiple years. It's still fun. And we never got bored of it. So so fun. We didn't need feel the need to modify and prepare no. and we just kept the car maintained couple hundred thousand miles on it between commuting with it and rallying with it and mm-hmm. probably went through never 10 did. sets of snow tires but that's all we ever did never even put a skid plate on it no never did you might ne- want a skid plate we <laughs> never had a problem with it either other than ripping exhausts off dented the oil pan i only replaced it once yeah but it didn't ever was never an issue other than no i think we broke an axle once oh yeah well, i broke an axle yeah once. i wasn't there for some reason <laughs> but i remember that uh then i remember it stalled one time and the starter died at the same exact moment yeah so the end, the car stalled because it bogged, and we then you pushed out of it. And then you thought, yeah, but you thought that we thought the timing belt broke because it yeah, just wouldn't, it wouldn't turn yeah, back yeah, over. Exactly. That, that and seems... then eventually we realized it wasn't broken, and we were able to push start it, and we drove it home. So, yeah, we never really had. It only came home on a hook once, and that mm-hmm. was the time the axle broke, which you and almost had it I fixed. Almost there. had it fixed. We had a new axle. Almost we had, we found an axle at a local Napa because it was a Saturday event. Yeah. We found an axle at a local Napa, and it was taking it apart. Well, I just needed to use heat to get one of the bolts off because it, it was frozen. The the axle nut you needed air. Was it? Was it? Just couldn't was, get yeah, the torque. It was we didn't have torque to get. Oh, you didn't have a breaker bar. The axle nut off. Otherwise, he uh, would have driven it home that way. That uh-huh. one too. So the next part, Jeremy asks, "What does it cost?" And well, it's as much as you want to spend. Yeah, it's hundred bucks for the day. Budget of hundred bucks for the day for gas yeah. and and food and everything there. Usually uh-huh. they have food there. Um, yeah, you pay your entry fee and then budget another hundred dollars for the day just mm-hmm. for whatever, mm-hmm. and that's it. I mean, if you don't have a helmet, not a big deal. They have loaner helmets. Yeah, they have loaner helmets. And then I mean, it's it's so a really it's a really cheap, easy way to get into into motorsport. Mm-hmm. And then he wants what is required of the car, and like we said, run snow tires. Does it pass inspection? Yeah. Is it safe to drive? Yeah. On is the road, it, if it passes All state inspection, it will pass. The only thing I got to make sure that they're really anal about is battery tie downs. Yes, and a positive cover and a cover on the positive. Because you don't want that battery. battery bouncing up and then shorting out on the on yep. the on the hood of the car. So that's very important. Those are the two main things they're going to check. They're going to check your ball joints and all that stuff too. But throttle return springs too. Yeah, the throttle sticking. Yep. Um, I mean, it's really basic stuff. It's stuff you could even if your car didn't have it, you could stop at AutoZone the day before and buy everything you need to run a rallycross. Yep, I remember putting Universal battery tie down on the Mirage, but the Universal, universal battery, battery covers. Cover, yep, just zip tied the red plastic cover over it. It's perfect. That's all you and, need. And to be honest with you, the first event we went to, we didn't have those things. They kind of let us run anyway because they're like, just need this for next time. Yeah, they're like, oh, you don't know, but now but, you know. But again, I don't know if it's still that way or not because that was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. But. So now the oh, – it wasn't that long ago. 15 years ago. <sighs> no, it was like 2006. It was before that. No. Yeah, it was, like it was 2006. Definitely before that. 15 years ago was like 2000. Well, it was I, – I had the Evo when we did our – when we did it, but we didn't use the Evo. Oh, I had – I owned it. So that's like oh three oh four. No, so. it's two thousand six because I had my SDI. I disagree. <laughs> this is a stupid argument. All right, yeah, so it was two. Well, okay, it was well, ten years ago. Yeah, right, yeah. Say. The other thing too is you you pump up the uh, you pump air pressure, pressure in the tires. In your tires yeah. to like forty. Yeah. Just because you don't. They will uh, bead. Yeah, a street tire is a really soft sidewall. So an actual a real rally car tire has a super stiff sidewall. I mean, stiffer probably than a run flat. Right. Uh, so it doesn't debeat, or it doesn't get punctured on rocks. It doesn't get punctured on rocks. So it's like you know they're reinforced. Stuff. Yeah, make sure you have a spare tire too, because you might you might blow a tire. Yeah, full size spare is useful. Yeah, yeah. Um, we de- I think we needed to debeated a tire once. So we what? Our rut. What safety equipment is required? Like we said, uh, you need like at least yeah. so <laughs> the now. <batteries> <laughs> so now I think it's like a SA twenty ten helmet would be the minimum, but they'll have loaners. Yep. And you check with them and the rules, and they'll tell you what kind of helmet you need if you want to buy your own. Yep. Windows up, helmet on, have a good time. Yep. Seatbelts. That's it. Um, and then, so so that's it for the rally car questions. Uh, now Jeremy asks, have you ever knocked on random doors asking if cars are for sale? And if so, how did that go? I've never done it. Have you done it? Um, I'm trying to think. I've never knocked on the door. I've stopped to look at a car yeah. and had somebody come out 
Okay. Um, I've never bought one that way. I tried a few times. Not, there's no. I have no good stories related to this. Has anybody done it to you? Uh, all the time. Because <laughs> my driveway looks like a wrecking yard. <laughs> um, I've had notes left on cars in my driveway. I've had my door knocked on. It's usually when I'm not home. Double call. Hey, somebody's here to buy the Cressida. No, it's not for sale. Now it is. Yeah. But at the time, it wasn't. Yeah. Nobody's knocking now. Now nobody wants it. Um, but yeah, I've had people knock on my door to try to buy a car before. It's the old, simple, everything's for sale for the right price, mm-hmm. but uh, I've never had anybody actually successfully buy a car that way. I have a neighbor who has a car in his driveway that I've been trying to buy for a long time. Is that the Scout? The Scout, yeah. It's a Scout 2. Yeah. Probably like a 78. roof off it, a tarp like a, on it. Yeah, it's like an all-drab green factory. It's a really cool-looking truck, mm-hmm. which is a manual transmission V8, probably a 304, I'd guess. Mm-hmm. Really cool truck. And then I was... Um... We keep talking about these ones that are down the street from my house. These Galant Two Galants, yep. Yeah, I haven't knocked. <laughs> um, I did find there is a Datsun 510 parked in Georgetown, Massachusetts, where I live, uh, behind a gas station, um, which I did ask about today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't really knocking a door because it's a gas station. Uh, it belongs to somebody who works there who mm. lives in another country right now. Oh. So it's currently not for sale because the owner isn't even here to tell me if it's for sale or not. Oh, but okay. I'm going to keep my eye on that one i'm kind of like as far as like selling stuff or buying stuff like it used to be your go-to was craigslist but it appears that yeah. facebook is now trying to take over the craigslist it hasn't really corner. Yet, no. i mean i found a few things on the facebook groups like, yeah but, but no, they're not aggregated good enough yet but i know i mean the for sale part thing that they have in the do you use the app on the phone it has a for sale thing it does but it's not as easily searched as like craigslist is okay so that's where the Honda came from, the Honda Accord that I yeah. have, the uh, 56,000 mile original 79 deals Accord. Yeah. on Montero's. There's Montero's <laughs> that are going unpurchased. <laughs> oh, that's what I forgot to cover. The I was, like, so close to buying a 99. Like, we test drove it and everything. Yeah, so close to buying a 99 Montero. So it's the it's what they call the 2.5 Gen. has the box flares. Which are amazingly cool. Uh, it was bought at auction. Uh, Linway post- Auto Auction. Yeah. It was posted on, on um, Craigslist, so I contacted the guy. He was very nice. He was very honest. He's like, I don't have the title. He's like, I don't want you to look at it. I was like, no, no, I want to come look at it just to make sure. And then once you get the title, just call me, and we'll we'll do the deal. So, you know, the truck had like 190K, not that much rust, had the locking rear diff. And no rot in the frame. No rot in the frame. Yeah. Very the just super, scale. The super select four-wheel drive. Yep. Had, you know, a couple issues with the four-wheel drive. The central axle disconnects probably sticking. The yep. lights were flashing. Stuff we know about. Yeah, totally fixable. The engine didn't smoke. It sounded nice. Yeah, no knock, no no ticks. He texted me today because he said he would have the title by Wednesday. Apparently, the bank's out of business or something. He can't get the title, which right. is whatever. Fine. He probably can with more legwork, but whatever the four hundred dollars profit he's the, probably making, he doesn't. want Yeah, the legwork. truck is just not worth it to right. not have a title. There is a way to get a title. I could have bought it, but it's it's not worth the legwork because right. for the a similar money that I was going to pay for this truck, I can you get one out west. One. Yep. And that's totally rust-free. Yep. And the, and the seller was probably he's I think he's from the Caribbean somewhere. He's from the Caribbean He'll probably or something put it on a truck and send it down there where it doesn't need a title anyway. No, it'll sell down there for him. So, yep. no big deal. Search continues. I was just kind of casually looking for one. And it wasn't like we needed to buy one. Your truck nope. runs fine. Nope. You just saw it. It was a good deal. I basically want a second-gen truck because it's the same frame, the same type of chassis More underneath. stuff. But just with a better transfer case, it's actually yeah. a, fa- it's a factory air locker rear. Right. And this is only certain models that got it the, with the winter package. And uh, just a nicer interior and the cool box flares. Yeah. And more horsepower. And a lot more horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> Twin it, can 3.5, right? Yeah. So it had like 215 versus the 140. So. Yeah. Which 215 doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're talking a 4,000 plus pound truck that had 140 in it, it's I mean, a lot. It's, it's basically, a uh, you know, it's essentially just a nicer version, a more modern version yeah, of whatever. It's a more updated have. version. And so. it's got the central diff disconnect, and like you said, it's got the rear airlock and it's got the the super select all-wheel drive yeah the, on the fly four-wheel drive which yeah is nice. the super select is cool because when you shift it has a viscous coupler in the t-case so when you right. shift to four high you can actually shift it up to 62 miles an hour and then it drives like an all-wheel drive car but when you want it off road you, you can, can shift it. into the lock version right and it locks 50 50 and then you can hit the button on the dash and it will lock the rear diff 50 50 which is really nice so now you've got two diffs locked 
Right. As opposed to just on my truck has a center diff. Or as I said, you should take it and, and lock the rear diff and go do a drift event with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a little top heavy for that. And I don't know if it has that much power. Well. However, I have seen there is a couple in Australia that have really nice LS swaps. Or it's a 3.5. It's the same motor than a 3,000 GT. You could do a twin turbo swap. <laughs> LS is so much easier. I know. And then that's all I can think of every time I look under the hood of mine with the head off of it. I'm like, we should forget fixing this thing and put an LS in there. That thing would be silly with an LS. It's so, awesome so short. Yeah. Axle hopping all over the place. Donut, donut <laughs> flipping over. But anyway. Oh, back to questions. So we had one last question. Uh, our buddy Jordan Mellum asks, because he recently hurt his hand. Broke his hand. Broke his hand. Yep. He wants tips for one-handed wrenching. Uh, call Andrew and Brad to come over and help you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what else. There really isn't anything else. You ever heard the sound of one man clapping? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> a one-armed man clapping? One-armed man clapping. Yeah, it doesn't, work. It doesn't really work. Yeah, nope. I have no tips for you, Jordan, other than just give us a call. We're going to come help you. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna help you uh, the Friday of this week. We're gonna we're gonna do valve cover gaskets on that STI. I'm gonna see what's going on as far as my schedule goes. I think it's Deb's I think only day off. So officially, uh, christened the STI old drippy, like the character from Teen Hunger Force. Hunger Force, old drippy. Yeah, because it's it's kindly and it's nice, yeah. but it just drips. It marks the spot everywhere. <laughs> it's one of those things that once we've once we broke the seal, man, it's it's just it keeps on going. There's no stopping the drips. Yep. And every time you fix one, it's dripping somewhere else. Turbo Subaru. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Turbo Mitsubishi is the same way because my Starion, when it was daily driven, I had a, uh, an assigned parking spot at the office um, <laughs> because it dripped enough that they wanted to keep it contained into one parking spot <laughs> <laughs> off to the side. No, whatever. Yeah, well. So. Old cars all used to leak, so hey, if I'm the one guy still leaking, we're all right. All right. So I think that's the uh, that's the last podcast of 2016. Goodbye, 2016. You've yeah. been a tough year. Mm. And quench. I mean, good good things have happened in our personal lives. Some good things. I got married this year. Mm-hmm. Awesome. No complaints there. It's you got engaged this year. Yeah. Awesome. Some good things. No some complaints bad things. there. It is what it is. Slip celebrity deaths. Why my phone keeps going off? I apologize every time I put it down. <laughs> um, um, well. Yeah. No. No. No major issues. Yep. See you guys in uh, 2017. So you can find us again on Facebook at the Auto Off Topic Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, Auto Off Topic. I've been posting some pictures of our Is project. Is Auto Off Topic Podcast? Nope, just Auto Off Topic. Okay. Yeah, it's easier. Yep. Uh, you can find follow me on at Race and Anger on Instagram. Uh, we still don't have the Twitters. Oh, our Drive Tribe. We actually, on the, I created the group Mitsubishi Apologist. Drive what now? Drive Tribe. Drive, who? Tribe? It still exists. Okay. We have 70 members on Mitsubishi Apologist. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. When was the last time you looked before today? Today. Well, before then, though. <laughs> like two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had time to look today. And then, uh, the, uh, I, the, unfortunately, the page for Auto Off Topic only has eight people. We need, like, two more. Well, we need to link it to the Mitsubishi Apologist page now. Speaking of marketing. Yeah. we got to market this. Let's I'll do. have to look because I made a starring group and I'm on, I made a starring group and I had like eight in the first day. It probably has mm-hmm. a lot now too. I don't even know. I haven't checked it What's since like? like day one. I know. Uh, shoot, I can't remember the date. I'll have to mention on the next podcast. But I will be in January. I'll be a guest on the Untitled Car Show. What is the Untitled Car Show? That's uh, another podcast that uh, it's the host is Ike. I don't remember his last name, unfortunately. But he posts a lot on uh, Opposite Lock. Okay. Yep. So. Uh, I have not listened to the show. Is this the one from. Is he from. Uh, our mutual friend Justin is on there a lot. The Right Foot Down. Was mm-hmm. he on that one? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I'm going to be on there. Um, Excellent. We'll have to get you hooked are you up. Sky- are you Skyping in? I, yeah, I'm going to have to Skype in. It'll be good to learn how he does that and you know get some tips on maybe. Well, I found out that the, the Zoom handy recorder here works as a USB interface with these mics. Oh, so you can plug it right into the yeah, computer, Yeah, so it'll power up the mic and then it'll, it'll work through. So that's that'll, really cool. That'll be easy because we, we definitely want to have some guests in the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have some in-studio guests soon. So Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about that Very out soon. there. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, hold on. What's that? Don't forget to look at my stuff oh, yeah. on Vintage Imports and E right. on Instagram, Vintage Imports of New England on Facebook. 
and vintageimportsne.com. Couple for great cars for sale in there. Some great cars for sale. Speaking Share of Share them with your friends. Share them with everybody. Get them sold. Um, could really use the money to buy a truck to start hauling some stuff around and find some more cool stuff. Yep. So that's it. See you guys next week. And, uh, well, thanks for listening in 2016. We'll see you in 2017. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Keep your cars analog.